coming to you from the Motor City. This is the 8th Enigma Podcast. Get ready for in-depth discussions and crazy first-hand accounts. Ghosts, aliens, conspiracies. No topic is off limits. Now, here's your host, Evan Michael. And these alien, these aliens that, um, when you're looking at them, when you're abducted, if you're laying down, standing up, whatever the case may be, what do they look like? Do they look like what we perceive them to be? Their drawings, the pictures. Um, is that exactly well, if, what they look if like? They, if that's the kind that abducts you, like I, I'm usually taken by greys, but I've also been taken by other kinds too. Like the greys look, um, like they look like the pictures mainly. They don't have ears. Um, their nose is very flat looking and their skin's more textured, not like a lizard or something, but um, slightly bumpy. Okay. But I mean, their skin's warm. It's not like, you know, clammy or anything. And I, I know on their fingers, on the ends, there's little suction cups. But uh, it's not, it's not like I remember them like holding my hand or something and feeling like suction cups i think i think they have control over when when those work or not but like i I don't i think most of the things they do on the ships are very mental so they don't even really need like to use their hands for most things but um i've also been um abducted by you know other kinds like, I've, I've uh, met the kind that seem like the ones that people call Nordics. But, like, with them, they seem more in charge. It's kind of like, because um, I, I remember meeting, being in one of those simulations. And when I'm in that type of simulation, a lot of times I will see uh, three ships doing loops in the sky. And I might be at my high school, I might be at Dairy Queen, I, I might be like any number of places, but like I, I always like find myself standing there and I like look up and see the ships, which to me that says like, you know, a transmission's coming, There, someone's going to talk to you about something. And I remember like uh, on one occasion, like being outside of my high school, there's no cars, you know, it's dead silent out there. I remember the wind blowing and seeing the grass moving back and forth, which of course that was a simulation. But like, I remember looking over and seeing one of them walking towards me. And I knew when I saw that person, I was like, Oh my God, like, well, why is this person coming? Cause I recognized them. They like, they were famous of some, in some way. And it's kind of like if, um, if, you found out someone wanted to meet you and you went and it was like Tom Cruise or something like you'd be like, why do they want to meet me? Kind of, kind of uh, feeling. And like, I remember them talking to me. I remember it was important and they were explaining to me things that were going on, but I couldn't like, when I saw them, I recognized their face. I recognized, you know, who they were and everything, their voice, all that. But when I woke up, I couldn't remember the face at all or what they said to me. Another one that I was abducted by was, and I, I say abduct, but I, don't, I think I just went with them mostly because I don't really consider it like an abduction because that sounds kind of negative. But like, um, I remember one, it was, it happened back in 2003, but I remember it was in the middle of the night and I had roommates at the time and like my bedroom was down in like a basement area. So I was completely by myself. And I remember at one point waking up 
in like a white room. And I had been engaged in a lot of meditation and stuff. So that's, you know, where a lot of this stuff was coming from. But like, I remember waking up in a white room and just looking around and I couldn't focus on the walls. Like when I tried to look at the wall, it would move away. So there was like no, um, like I couldn't understand the size of the room and I could hear them, uh, thinking that, uh, I keep waking up and he won't stay asleep. And that happened the first night. And the very next night I woke up because I was sitting on the edge of my bed talking to someone. And like, I was halfway through the conversation and I suddenly started coming to, and like, I remember looking over towards the doorway and there was a very tall being standing there and like, he had no features on the face and the body was kind of almost transparent, except I remembered like when he showed emotions, like there would be like lights and symbols on his chest and on his face. So, like, if he smiled, like, you would see, like, a smile come up, like, very electronic looking. What? So yeah, and, like, his eyes would arch up, kind of like an anime, um, anime character or something. But, like, I remember, like, him talking to me, and it was, it sounded, like, his voice sounded very electronic, like there was music, but it was inside my head. And I remember I tried to, because I was conscious, so I wasn't thinking about telepathy. So, like, I tried to speak to him, and I tried to use sign language. So I did, the, like, the sign language for I love you, because that's all I could think of at the time, because I'm not fluent in sign language or anything. But I remember, like, a, a heart shape, like, kind of uh, went onto his chest. And, like, he, he seemed very happy suddenly. But then he started walking towards me. And because of his size, like, I started getting a little bit paranoid. And I remember him putting his his arm underneath my knees and then uh, around my shoulders. And as soon as he did that, I just collapsed in his arms. And I don't know what happened after that. And you, you said something about his, was he massive? I would say he was probably about eight feet tall. Wow. And he looked yeah, like, and you said he looked kind of like the grays? No, no, he looked like he was made out of like, I mean, he was gray color, but it looked like he was made out of almost transparent something. Oh. Because I, I think he was more of an interdimensional type of being, more than like a traditional from another planet kind of thing. So this particular one was communicating with you telepathically. Yeah, very telepathically. And like the... It, have you ever heard those um, songs where like they use the synthesizer to make words? Yes. Yeah, it sounded like that inside my head. Wow. So the the other aliens that you communicate with, are, is that verbal? Or is that also, te also telepathically? That's also telepathic. It's all telepathic. Like, and, and, like, I don't know if some of them are communicating with words, but, like, even when they're communicating telepathically, I don't really think about it because it seems natural to me. It seems like a natural way to communicate. And... It's just normally when I think back on it, I'm, I'm realizing, oh, their, their mouth wasn't moving at all. So it's it's kind of like it feels like I'm having a normal conversation, but then when I remember back, I remember like, oh, like that was all inside my own head. Like they weren't, and like when I'm talking to them, I'm talking telepathically also. So so you hear the words in your head. It's not just something that yeah. you just know. You just I hear, hear the words. I feel the feelings. I see the pictures. 
like like if you were to see like a great alien standing there like it would seem like they were emotionless but like they're full of emotion you just hear it inside your head and feel it inside your body rather than see it on their face wow and do you have like the ability if you ever wanted to 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 contact them at all is there a way that you can somehow um, communicate if i'm thinking about them like i can feel them focusing on me like i can feel them but like i can't make them come at certain times gotcha. normally um normally i know they're paying attention to me is because like sometimes i'm uh, laying in bed at night and i'll have my eyes closed in a dark room and it'll feel like there's a light in my eye all of a sudden kind of like someone shining a flashlight on me uh-huh. and like i'll open my eyes and there's like no light and i'll close my eyes and see lights still but and it's very soft it's just like i get a feeling like they're around and like when when like they're around like there's a feeling to it and it's like a um like it's indescribable really the feeling because it's like a very specific feeling when aliens are around is it and a, it's like is it unsettling is it calm not unsettling it's it's not calm either it's just like they don't feel like a human like humans like we don't notice it because we're around humans all the time mm-hmm. but like humans give us a feeling too like when we're around another human like there's a feeling there but when you're around someone who's from another planet like it's a completely different sort of feeling and it's like with them it's also a feeling of like they're more aware of you than than a human would be so it's kind of like an all-encompassing sort of awareness so it's kind of like they can see deep inside you they know your motivations oh yeah and uh yeah so like it gives you like a a very open sort of feeling when you're around them because like you're exposed completely like there's no secrets that they can't see they see everything wow yeah and it's not like they judge it they're just like okay that's a thing so yeah it is like what- if you if you were someone who had been arrested or something they would see that they'd see the crime they'd see your motivations like and they wouldn't really think anything of it because for them it's kind of like if um you went to a village or something and like people were doing weird things you'd be like oh that's just because they're kind of primitive acting like you wouldn't really judge them on it so much mm-hmm. wow. yeah so yeah it's that sort of feeling and i mean that's just brushing the surface of that feeling oh i believe it i believe it um so as far as like stuff like um you know how humans do the the ce5 events and you know they try to connect with aliens through meditation um in groups have you have you heard anything like that is that possible does that work um yeah i have heard of um some things like that i haven't heard of the exactly when you're talking about oh is it called like c something ce5 yeah i haven't heard of that specifically but i do remember um reading about i think it was timothy leary or terence mckinnon i'm not sure which one but i remember him uh that they tried to contact sirius and they wrote down like a bunch of uh messages they got from them so i i know people can communicate with them but i don't know if like if you were to go out and decide you're going to contact aliens, like I don't know if it would work, <laughs> but it, it, it just 
I mean, it, it would really depend on which ones you contacted and if they wanted to play ball with you. Right. And a lot of time, I think a lot of times they'd probably be into it, but I think you'd have to work for it. I know like with, um, like Alistair Crowley, who was like a magician, like I know he, he's supposed to have techniques for contacting them, but I don't know which race he's contacting. And I don't, I don't know, you know really anything about, like I've never done it. Because for me, I didn't really have a choice to contact them. It's just kind of like, that's life. Yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, you got no, you have no options. Um, so, yeah. like, earlier we were talking about, uh, you know, the time thing. Because the, the time with me, I'm still kind of, like, blown away with. Um, yeah. And as far as you... Have you seen yourself as the alien side? Yeah. You have. Yeah, that actually, because um, I think they kind of eased me into it. That was actually the um, the second time they showed me about the hybrid stuff. Because that, I had mentioned before about waking up after a surgery and being groggy and like limping because of being in pain. Right. Which I'm, I wasn't supposed to remember any of that. But, you know, of course, my hyperthymesic side or my psychic side or whatever, like, you know, didn't give me that pleasure. But like... Um, I remember waking up in, in a, a laboratory type setting. And I remember there was like observation windows and I was there with, uh, another guy who, which I had mentioned before, like, you know, there are these pod things where it's like a, a group of people who are abducted around the same time, which I knew that the girl, and I think it was nemesis was undergoing a procedure. And I was, I had just finished mine. And so had the guy, and we were just kind of waiting in a laboratory type setting. And there were like little like metal tables everywhere with tools on them, like surgical tools and stuff. And we were just kind of waiting there, you know, for her to be finished. And I knew she was undergoing some kind of gynecological procedure, but like, uh, and I knew that the guy who was with me, he didn't like to watch it, but I didn't really mind. And it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just more like I was indifferent to it. I was just watching it. And like, I remember like looking down when I was looking, um, I was looking through the observation window and I remember looking down at the table in front of me and there were Polaroids there, which seemed kind of curious to me that there'd be Polaroids, which, you know, now looking back, I know it was part of a simulation because I mean, they can, they can insert simulation into anything. So it could be real life with a bit of, with a bit of simulation to it. Cause I mean, they're completely telepathic, so they can do whatever they want. But like, um, I remember looking down at the stack of Polaroids and I picked them up and I realized it was pictures of me like hanging out in social situations. And like, I was just standing there with a drink and like the pictures were of me in Japan because there were like certain like clubs and bars I used to hang out at in Japan. And like, I remember looking down at the picture and I'm just standing there with a drink, like talking to people. And it's like a picture taken from the front of me, like in the group. And I, I remember looking at it and I somehow stood out in the picture and I was just like, I wonder why I always stand out in pictures. And I flipped to the next picture and I realized that the, the camera was kind of getting closer to my face. And I was just kind of like, okay, that's interesting. And then I went to the next picture and I realized like the camera was focusing on my irises. And 
like I went to the next picture and like my irises were getting bigger and blacker and I just kept flipping through pictures and then I noticed like my eyes were kind of getting that gray alien sort of look to them and it's it started getting closer and closer and then at one point like it was completely gray alien looking eyes and then I went to the next picture and I saw myself standing there as completely a gray alien in a group of humans and I knew that from the looks on their faces they had no idea they had no idea I looked that way if they if they didn't know uh, that that was going on was it just the camera picking that up and seeing that one side of you or was were you being simulated in that group well, I wasn't being simulated in the group, but I think the human look to me was a simulation. Oh. So, the which, when I'm experiencing these things, like, I get more, uh, there's more nuance to it than uh, just what you see. So, I'm kind of getting what they're telling me based on the, the pictures. And they do things very symbolically to me because I'm a, a visual kind of person. But, like... Um, like I got the feeling, like looking at this, that this is how I really look, and people just don't see it. Like this is my default look, and it's kind of like the human side of me is more of a mirage, and like humans don't pick it up. Like no human picks it up, and they're not meant to pick it up. So it's kind of like I don't know if I if I naturally give off a telepathic signal that just you know mesmerizes them and pushes that side of me away because i'm pretty sure if i was walking into the like convenience stores as a great alien like people people wouldn't want to see that so they would delete it from their consciousness like i think their brain would immediately delete me because like that that that's not okay so like i i get the feeling that me looking that way is how i would normally look and when i'm with you know the grays like i think that's probably how i'm looking and I just, you know, don't think about it. But, like, I remember uh, as soon as I saw that, like, I immediately dropped the pictures and backed, backed up suddenly because it freaked me out. And, like, I knocked over, like, one of their instrument tables and all their medical tools fell on the floor. And I remember, like, I was in, like, panic mode. So I, like, decided I was going to stop the medical procedure that was happening to Nemesis. And, like, I, there was, like, a corridor between the lab and... Uh, like, so I'm looking at the observation window. There's like a small hallway kind of corridor. And like, I know if I go around the other side, I can go into her operating room. So like I went in, like I was going through the hallway and limping because of the surgery that I just went through. So I was kind of struggling. And like, as I was approaching the door, I could feel their influence starting to come over me again, like, like telepathically like i knew that they were about to take over again and so like i remember like grabbing the door and throwing it open and like i got the feeling like they were aware of me suddenly being there and it felt like the procedure was being done automated on her but i remember the only thing i could do is like scream because i couldn't move my body anymore because like they're tele telepathic part was and that sounds horrific but i understand you know what was going on i couldn't interrupt the procedure but like um yeah it's because the, the human part of me also sometimes freaks out over things but like uh looking back on it i like i 
kind of view it in a positive manner, even though it sounds weird. Oh my god, I'm just, I'm in awe over here. Like my jaws dropped. I just, we may be living a simulation, all of us. Uh, well, we definitely are because, like, but it's more on a spiritual level because Earth isn't real. Like, the universe isn't real. Like, all, all of it is just something that we think we're doing. But spiritually, we're still on the other side. It's kind of like you're connected to a, a, a big VR station. It's kind of like playing Mario Brothers and you forget that you're not Mario. So, so wait. like, when, when the character dies, you freak out. But... But if you think about us sitting here playing Mario, like we're disappointed that it died, but like we just go, you know, start another life. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of that's kind of what what it's like for us here. So basically, what you just said is, we're already on the other side, waiting for this side to cross over. Yeah, I mean, well, we're not so much inside of our body as we are connected to it. So, like, every night when you go to sleep, you're also going to the other side or doing, you know, spiritual things. And, and your brain kind of works like a screensaver and creates dreams to explain what's going on. Because you're not supposed to remember any of this. Because if you if you remember how old you are, like, you would suddenly lose motivation for a lot of things. Right. Because, I mean, you've existed since the beginning of the universe. And you'll exist after it. That's true. And if you... If you operate like that, like death is suddenly not a big deal at all. Wow. Yeah. So I, <laughs> that's yeah, one way like to put we're it. Operate, we're operating on so many different levels. Like it, like to a spirit, like it's not such a big deal, but like to us, like it's mind blowing. It is. Cause like I'm doing spiritual things. Plus I'm doing alien things. Plus I'm doing human things. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It, yeah. It's just, uh, crazy really it is crazy and, and then with that being said and then what you were just talking about is you seeing yourself and you know being abducted taken to another galaxy for lord knows how long and coming back the next question that arises for me is obviously the matrix thing is just i've always thought that and i'm i'm pretty sure that's what's going on and that's exactly it um as far as shape-shifting is concerned the shape-shifting theory and time travel is that something that you see as like, yeah, that's a thing. That's for real. A shape shifting and time travel. And how do you how do you mean shape shifting exactly? Um, what I'm talking about shape shifting is possibly like a uh, a form forming into another form, possibly a, a human to a different type of human or an alien to a human, um, things of that nature. Well, I think aliens into humans like they don't actually turn into a human. It's more like they just make you see a human. Because it's telepathic, so mm -hmm. I mean they can look they can look like an elephant if they want to. It's just whatever they need to look like at that moment. I mean, because an alien could be standing next to you right now, and you have no idea. Like you can't see them, you can't feel them. I mean, they're just in the room watching you, studying you. Like, I mean, their level of telepathy and the ability to move through objects is like really, really strong. So, I mean, sure, they can change into whatever they want, but they're not really changing into it. They're just making you think they are. So, I mean, you might see a giraffe there eating pickles or something and, like, think, oh, that's weird. But, like, it could just be a great alien standing there not doing any of that. 
we look we look at it as in shape shifting, um, and, yeah. and that's typically an everyday practice for a, a gray. Yeah, I mean, if they need to, like they don't they don't do it on their own planet because there's no reason to. But like when they interact with us or another planet that's fear based, like they they have to do that so you know they can maintain you know our calm and keep us from you know keep our consciousness from cracking open. So a lot of times you might be having a dream that you're communicating with your father who crossed over or something, but it could also be that you're having a conversation with an alien and they're just coming to you as your father so that you don't, you know, think anything of it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have abduction experiences and then they, they just get, it just gets covered by a dream. And for most people, they never know the difference. Yeah. And for humans changing into other things, like maybe, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if humans can do that. Well, not, I was talking about human form. I mean, obviously, it's not a human. Oh yeah. Uh, human form, which would exact. You answered the question right off the rip, right there. Oh, okay. Um, in in the time travel, time doesn't even exist. Um, obviously. Yeah, I, I don't think they necessarily go back in time, but I think time is more of an equation for them. Okay. It's more. It's more like if they need you to, if they need to pluck you out of this certain time, they can it's kind of like they write you into where they want you to be. And the same thing with their ships, like traveling. It's kind of like their ships, they can um, calculate where it needs to be and then they can go straight there. It's not like a, uh, it's not like they have to travel that distance really. It's just kind of like they can be there. So they're just there. Yeah. So it's kind of like, because their level of math is like, they understand it at such a level that they can, put it in you know whatever their computers or whatever where they need to be and be right there like it's not that's that's why like if we see them maneuvering or something like it seems like they're doing things that aren't physically possible because they they can make their ships do whatever they want because their ships aren't actually moving really it's it's more like the area around their ships moving wow yeah i mean put Listen, putting this in perspective for me, it, it just, it blows my mind. I can't even think about it. So I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah, see, it, for me, it seems kind of just uh, typical. Like, I like I, I know I, I kind of come off as, like, indifferent to her or, like, uh, like very cavalier about it. <laughs> like, for me, it's, I don't know, it just seems like a, an average thing. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the 8th Enigma podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Evan, you can contact us at 8thenigmapodcast.com. We'll see you next time.